Amen. My dear faithful, do you remember, I'm going to invite you to reflect at this time, do you remember the first time in your life when you realized that you were entrusted with something important? There are times when your parents trust you to do things, or your friends trust you to do things, but you don't appreciate it. You don't realize that you've actually been given an important responsibility. It comes and goes, and you fail, and the people around you forgive you, and they have patience with you. You just didn't realize the weight of what had been entrusted to you. But there, certainly, in every person's life, is a time when they realize, wait a second, I've been given a big, important job to do. And this is kind of overwhelming. Do you guys all remember that moment in your life, perhaps, when this took place? Of course, uh, you, like I, probably have felt that within the context of your family. Um, You know, if you are getting a little bit older, maybe your parents need you. Maybe they need your support. And that comes to you as a very heavy burden because if you aren't going to look after your parents, who's going to? Somebody else's kids? (laughs) Or perhaps you're a parent yourself. You realized when your first child was born, oh my gosh, I'm completely responsible for these people. If I don't do something to make sure these people not just stay alive but grow up to be normally adjusted, healthy people... It's because of my failure. This has been entrusted to me. And that's a heavy burden. Or you're married, and you realize after you're married, wait a second, this is my relationship. This is my marriage. You know, I'm a partner in this. I have to make this work. Nobody's going to step in and make this work for me if I don't make it work. I mean, I, I guess I could put it all on my partner, but that just creates more problems, right? We have to share the responsibilities. So in our family life, there are those moments, undoubtedly, And when you become a professional, there are then again those moments when you kind of step into a job that has with it some responsibility. Perhaps you're a business owner. Perhaps you're a manager of other people. Perhaps you carry accounts or other duties in your professional life that you realize that if you don't perform the task which has been ascribed to you, there are going to be major consequences. And the first time that you experience this as a layperson or as a professional is extremely I think, profound, has a profound impact on you. My actions have consequences on other people, the people that I work with or the people that trust me to earn money to support our lifestyle. I certainly can relate to both of these arenas in my own personal life, having a family and parents and having a child. And certainly in my vocation, I can say that when I became a pastor for the first time, it was a a huge reckoning of my expectations versus the feeling of having this heavy responsibility and this really, uh, truly meaningful and great uh, responsibility of a parish entrusted to me. But don't have to be a priest to have this experience. We all experience this in our lives. When I was younger, like most of you, I didn't know what this felt like. And thank God that our, par- our children, when they're young, don't understand what it means to have Uh, the burden of a heavy responsibility entrusted to them. As I said, sometimes they are entrusted with these responsibilities, knowingly and unknowingly, but it's out of their naivety and out of their innocence that they often kind of fail to understand the consequences of these things entrusted to them. I remember the first time as a young person, as a child or 
as a youth that I felt a heavy duty. I was with a friend of mine, a very close friend, and we were walking down an alley. And we came to uh, a fork in the road that we needed to take, and we saw on the corner there, there was a baby bird that had fallen out of its nest and had landed on the ground. It was still, you know, in this recently born phase of its life, and it couldn't take care of itself. We heard it wailing and squeaking and squawking, and my friend and I, who maybe at this time were nine years old or ten years old, immediately felt, if we don't do something for this bird, it's going to die. And that's our responsibility. If we don't do something, it's going to die. And then that becomes our fault. Of course, if we hadn't shown up, this wouldn't have been on our shoulders, but here we are. We have to do something about it. And we took that little baby bird home, and we tried to feed it, and we tried to clean it, and we tried to do whatever it was that we could to take care of this little bird. And we took it back to what we thought was its nest, and we placed it back in the nest, feeling proud about ourselves. Later on, I found out somebody said, well, if you touch a baby bird on the floor, the mom doesn't come and care for it anymore. And for many years, I felt horrible about that, like into adulthood. And then I recently heard that that's just an urban myth, and obviously mothers always care for their young, so that wasn't true. So I've kind of reconciled with this. I don't think that I destroyed that baby bird's life. But the point is that all throughout our lives, in so many various ways, we are called and entrusted to these responsibilities. And they can be exhilarating, and they can be exhausting, and they can be exciting and fulfilling, and they could be draining, and they could be confusing. All of these things. But all of these things have one thing in common. They require trust, and they require care. And it's care that I want to talk about today. Because The passage that we are encountering in our path throughout the Great Lenten journey is referred to as the story of the unjust steward. The story of the unjust steward is a story that has baffled Christians, some for many years who attempt to understand this story on their own, because according to the story, Christ tells this parable of a steward, somebody who was entrusted to care for his master's funds, and when he finds out that he's actually going to be dismissed because he's done a bad job of things, he goes about actually cooking the books and stealing money and making deals and doing all these things just to save his own hide. And Christ says, this guy is great. And we were asking, what is Christ talking about? Why is he holding up this guy as an example for us to follow? It just doesn't seem to make sense for those of us that are serious students of the Bible and are actually thinking about the words on the page that we're reading. Why is this not only a parable found in the Gospels, but one of the Sundays throughout the Great Lenten journey that's supposed to direct us on our paths towards Christ? It's because Christ is telling us this man... He's done well for what he cares about. This man has done well for what he cares about, and what he cares about is himself. According to Christ, this man is a child of the world. He's a son of the world. He's been opportunistic. He's been zealous. He's been crafty. He's been somebody looking for the angles all to address what it is that he cares about 
himself, his success, his wealth. Now you, Christ is saying, you are a son and a daughter of light. You, who cares for other things other than yourself, you who cares for the poor, you who cares for your soul, you who cares for the lonely and for the downtrodden, you who cares for what is righteous and for what is good in the world, you should be equally opportunistic. You should be equally zealous. You should be equally excited about addressing that for which you were meant to care for. As my child, as a Christian, as a child of God, as an inheritor of the kingdom of heaven, I want you to be just like this unjust steward. But I want you to be just, and I want you to be my steward. I want you to be the steward for the things that I care about. Steward is a wonderful word. In Armenian, that word is chanamagal. Chanamagal. That means basically somebody who's meant to take care of things. Somebody who is the person who is meant to take care. Chanamagal. Some of you guys recognize the root word there, which is chanami. Have you guys heard of chanami before? Chanami is somebody that you care for believe it or not, whether or not you actually do. That's what the word means. So a chanamagal is somebody who's meant to take care of something. So I want to ask you this today, on this occasion. Take a second to reflect and ask yourselves, what am I meant to care for? Of what am I a steward? Because that's the question that the church is having us ask today. Of what am I a steward? that I should be zealous of it. I want you to think about that. And I'm sure immediately you think of your family. I'm sure perhaps you also think of your career. I'm sure maybe you think of your household and some of your other responsibilities. But I want you to take a deep breath and I want you to realize that your sphere of responsibility as a steward is much greater than that that you're being called to stewardship which goes well beyond just that region and area of your life. This is the minimum responsibility of human beings to care for these things. But you as a Christian are meant and called to be a steward of more. You're meant to be a steward of your community. You're meant to be a steward of your church. You're meant to be a steward of your country and nation. That means you're meant to be a steward of your Armenian heritage. And it goes beyond that. You're meant to be a steward of whatever it is that God entrusted to you. This includes creation. This includes the air that we breathe. This includes the world that we interact with. All of these things biblically have been entrusted to you, and you are a steward of those things. And the challenge from the gospel today is to take good care of them with all of your heart and all of your mind and all of your soul. In the Gospel of Matthew chapter three to three, uh, 13, it says, The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again, and then in his joy went and sold all he had to buy that field. This is a heaven-centric frame of mind. This is a frame of mind that says when we discover truly what it means 
to appreciate and have gratitude for the things that have been given to us, we would give everything to be able to serve those things worthily. I saw Mer Marta Hraverne, Mer Gotchumene, Poloris Hamar, Hanamagal Tarnal, Vochmein Mer and Danik Nerun Hamar, Vochmein Mer Hamankin Hamar, Vochmein Mer Yegeretsvo Hamar, Pites Mer Azgin Hamar, Asterza Korzutian Hamar, Aisash Harin Hamar, Asor Gochvadzeng Vorbes Christonia Ner, Vormer Polor Korzerun Mech, Arita Ketneng, Park Talu, Hora, Vortun, Yevsurpokun, Amen.